Are you live? I think so. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa salli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. Welcome back. I will give a few moments for the viewers to log in. And for those of us who came back today and that were here yesterday, Jazakallah khair. What's up, buddy? Uh, I think your big beard is brushing against your wire. So you want to push the wire under your beard? I'm, I mean, I try, I, try to, I try to be cool like you to have AirPods, but I got the, not the wireless AirPods, it's the wired ones. But they're AirPods, though. They're okay. They somehow look like something hanging from the head. <laughs> is that okay? No, man. I think you're taking them off. because just. You can't hear me? They're very, there's a lot of static in the beard. You sure? Unless you don't move it? your head. I'm, I'm going to move my head. Okay, Bismillah Muftab. Sorry, we're just messing with you. Yeah, no, I try to be cool like you to have the AirPods, but I had the wired ones only. So, Jazakallah Khair for joining back in, and uh, we're going to have this nightly reflections of the conversation. Some people asked, you know, they, they some people commented that they like this setup of conversation, you know, who came up with this idea. To be honest with you, Quran over centuries has always been understood through conversations, right? The Sahaba would say, Let's sit down and have a conversation about Allah so we can, our iman can be rectified, our, our iman can be uplifted. You would see that Umar al-Khattab who is coming to the masjid, sitting with Abdullah bin Abbas, discussing the Quran. So the Quran is an individual practice, also a practice of discussion. And these are things that we usually do when we're in, in a room sitting together, we have some weird conversations that may seem strange to people, but like what we'll say, why is it We'll start asking each other, why is it kulla and not kullu, right? Why is it durriyata man ma'anu? Why is it mansub and not marfu'? So it's not like we don't have conversations about the Jordan's new documentary or something. The biggest sacrifice of Ramadan is going to be to, to not watch any Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, and watch it after. It's not like we don't have discussions about that, but we also have discussions on, the, on these topics. And they're very interesting. And this was Sheikh Abdullah's idea of like, you know, these, these discussions that you and I have, let's just bring it to the audience and just talk about it in front of everybody. Uh, what we think about this uh, this um, this chapter, this surah, and secondly, both of us, uh, I've been leading taraweeh in a masjid, alhamdulillah, since I've like since 2003 or four, and uh, every single night after every taraweeh, we would have reflections, and it was our practice. We've been doing this in Masjid Al Afan for many years now, so I miss that. Right now, usually at this time, we're we're nervous, we're kind of tired, trying to lay down, but alhamdulillah is giving us energy to sit down together because after they've thought, it's like you know, you know it's a drowsy time but since we don't have that live audience we can't speak to them in front of us so we said let's take advantage of this time of time together in front of a screen and have this discussion so Zakhlukha for tuning in for those of us who tuned in yesterday thank you for coming back in and definitely share this with all your friends and your family and hopefully there's some things you can take back because every single time we talk about uh, a juz or a surah or an ayah there's something to take away um, there's something new that we can learn so uh, Bajan today we're most of us, you're leading Taraweeh today. You led, what, what, what juice did you do yesterday? First uh, juice? We did the first juice yesterday. You finished at the first, you're starting the second one today? Yeah, yeah, alhamdulillah. The plan, I mean, where, where, did you, where did you do Taraweeh? I did it with uh, 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 Qari, his name is Qari Mahmood. He has the same name as a teacher's name. You know, Qari Masha Mahmood. Rahimahullah, rahimahullah. Yeah, our teacher, his name is Qari Mahmood, who taught us Quran. And the person that I'm reading with, he's a doctor in Qari, mashallah. MashaAllah. And, and so are you doing it in someone's house or are you breaking the state laws and going to the masjid? You're asking me too many questions at the moment. You know, I want to ask I'm, you a question. I'm not, I'm not comfortable asking all your questions. <laughs> this is what this is called the undercover taraweeh. Undercover taraweeh. You just started. Undercover. 
I'm afraid there might be some FBI and, and you know reporters on this on this chat. So I'm gonna just say we're doing tarawih. That's it. Nothing. You doing tarawih somewhere? Yeah. Alhamdulillah. All right. Cool. 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 And um, I we our plan is to do twenty rakat, twenty days, finish the Quran, and finish one more Quran last ten nights. That's our plan, inshallah. So make dua. So for for those of us who are going by one juice at a time, today is the second juice, and we know the second juice. Just to give you a brief like a structure of the second juice. It starts with that it starts with that this this verse and it ends with the story of David and Goliath, right? This it so this this whole juice, this whole chapter has many different angles. Just to just wrap it up, the first juice has a lot of imaniyat. Since this surah is a Madani surah, right? But what, what's tell the audience about Madani surah? What is Madani surah? Because mashallah, you're surah intensive. Surah guys, what is Madani Surah's what, what's the characters of Madani Surah? Whenever someone whenever we say this keyword Madani Surah, what should so what should that trigger in someone's mind? Yeah, I mean there are multiple opinions on this. Those surahs that were revealed before Hijrah are Mad uh, Makki surahs, and those surahs that were revealed post-Hijrah are Madani surahs. And there's some surahs and some verses that were revealed in Makkah post-Hijrah, like in Hajjatul Wada in Fatih Makkah, they will be, still be considered Madani Surah. Mutisab, let's tell us tell us about what's going on here in um, Surah Baqarah. Right away, it starts to you know talk about Sayyidul Sufaha. Who are these idiots that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You know, and these fools. So, so, so say Allah, let's I'll just recite recite the verse first. Sayyidul Sufaha min al-Nasi, ma wallahum an qiblatihim latikanu alayha. Qulillah al-Mashriq wal-Maghrib yahdi man yasha ila surat al-Mustaqim. Since this this is my just I read this in Bayan al-Quran and also in Allama Razi talks about this. The second juz has a lot of four ahkam. It has zakat, hajj and umrah, it has salat, and it also has Ramadan, fasting. These four ahkam are mentioned. Uh, these are pillars of Islam that are mentioned in this juz. So when Allah starts this chapter, Allah starts this with a very interesting um, discussion. He says, these, and, these, and soon Allah is already predicting what these people are going to say. Now to give you a background of this ayah before we could jump into it, for the first, you're the serial intensive guy, so I'm not going to put you in the spot. But how long, how, how many years or how many months was the Prophet praying towards Bayt al Maqdis? An Nabi ila Bayt al Maqdis, he said, ashara shahran, right? So he was praying for how long? 16 months. 16 to 17 months he was praying towards uh, Bayt al Maqdis. And, um, and, and of course, the way he would pray when he was in Haram, in, in Mataf, he would pray strategically where the Kaaba would also come in the come in and he so he would face the Kaaba and uh, Quds. Um, so the Quds was a Qibla before, right? So now Allah subhanahu the many of us know that Mashir Qiblatain how the story is. But look at the look at look at how the, the, the discussion Allah is having. Allah is saying soon because Allah is predicting what these people are gonna say. Look, they were facing one way and now they're facing another direction. Right? Make your mind as if, make your mind. Make your mind as if these people don't they don't know where God is, you know. Because remember, um, this is something that happened earlier when Abu, Abu Sufyan and Abu Jahal and uh, Utbah and Shayba were having a discussion. The one of the things they mentioned about the Prophet he said, they said, Muhammad is saying that Allah is everywhere. But mm. Allah is not everywhere. Allah is only in Haram and Kaaba. And, mm. and he said, Allah is in the Kaaba. So they, 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 they were attached to the Kaaba. Not just because, of course, they had some sentimental attachment to it, but it was also the means of commerce. Yeah. yeah, it was their means of commerce, right? It was Correct. their business. And they said, in Abu Jahl's words, he said, if we believe and everyone starts believing that Allah is everywhere, then who's going to come over here? And mm -hmm. our business is going to go down. 
You see what I'm saying? So now what happens, but they didn't realize that the Kaaba is an ayah. And an ayah is not the objective. It, an ayah's, the, the, the meaning of an ayah is that it should lead you to the objective. No mm. one stops at the objective. Like for example, it's a sign. When you're on the highway in 696 and you see Van Dyke Avenue, but then, and you're trying to come to Van Dyke, you're not going to stop at the sign. And the sign tells you that the, the, the road is two miles away. It leads you to the sign. But do you stop at the sign, brother? No, no, no. I, okay, I'm not, okay. I, I'm my destination. You, gotta, you get to the road, and that's where you're advancing. So the, the Kaaba didn't... So now keep that in perspective. So they're like, oh, Allah is everywhere, and he didn't like that. And then they started facing the Quds, and they called. they had a problem with that, right? And now all of a sudden, they're facing the Kaaba. So they're like, oh, this is... The, they said, what, what made them move away from the Qibla that they were on? And and they were and Allah is predicting that these people were not these people had these people had doubts. Now Imam Bukhari talks about this: Are these mushrikeen? Are they munafiqeen? They said this is amatun nas. When Allah sends an order down, sometimes it does not make sense to us. Like, mm. what's the logic behind it? You see, did you ever think about that ayah Bajan, where Allah says, when the ahkam are revealed to the believers, they say sami'na wa ata'na, right? Yeah. But what would but what? Do we say now a lot, right? We hear it and we want to make it, we want to make sense out of it. It has to be rational. Rational, rationalize it. You rationalize it, right? So that, that it's not sami'na wa fahimna wa ata'na that we heard, we rationalized it, it made sense. Oh, we're in 40, you know, 2020, so things are different. We have to do things differently. And then we start obeying. Rather, they heard and they instantly obeyed. And then Allah opened up the doors to them of understanding why they're doing what they're doing. It was a test. So this was an unexpected change for them. So Allah puts the foundation down at the beginning of this juz by saying, look, I made them change the qibla in the middle of a salah. <laughs> and yeah. those who had, those who believed in Allah, had firm faith in Allah, they turned the qibla. But there were some people... Muftizab, you know, up? there's an interesting point about this whole qibla changing. Um, What's up? You know, like we in Flint, we were um, we we have our big mosque and we have our our little um, our, our local mosque, right, where we pray our five times salah. So there's so much attachment to the masjid. You know, when we were remodeling, there was a debate whether we should we just keep the older structure or not keeping the older structure and moving. I I I was reminded of this verse. There's so much attachment to the Kaaba, where the Muslims first were lived Makkah 13 years. They were in the around the Kaaba, and now they go to Medina. And now they're facing Bayt al-Maqdis. So they, for Sahaba, this was also a sacrifice. Especially those who were from Makkah. doesn't matter. There's no such thing as attachment to your homeland. It's loyalty only to Allah. There's no form of such thing as patriotism, nationalism. Right? We are we are basically loyal to Allah and His deen. Allah told us to do this. We're doing this. There's no tribalism, nationalism. You know, there's there's none of that. It doesn't exist in Islam. There's a few things that I found, Mufti Sahib, that what you're talking about in this concept is that, subhanAllah, Allah could have ordered the Prophet to change the Qibla before Salah or after Salah. When did the Qibla change? In the middle of Salah. In the middle of Salah. What does that mean? If something comes to you and you're in the middle of something, if, for example, this is, from that the scholars take out the rule that if you're praying Salah and you think the Qibla is right. Right, Mufti Sahib? You're praying Salah, you've done your little research and you try to use your own intellect, you know? And you use the compass, right? Like, I'm like, how do people, you know, DC uncles, how they check the qibla? They take, you know, how they do it, right? They they take, they put moisture on their finger, right? And they put it next to the wind. And the wind is going east, qibla is north. Like they'll figure out just by the wind direction. The You've thing, been hanging too many DC uncles, man. I've never seen that in my life. 
But I, I see people do funny stuff like that all the time. Like I think the highway <laughs> is going here, the Qibla is there. But the reality is, if, if you're in the middle of Salat, yes. It happens to me before. I was yeah. at one doctor's house in Flint. I had to pray Salat and time was short. And I put the sajjada down. And I, for some reason, I thought the Qibla was the way I was praying. And I was playing the entire time the wrong way. And I can hear the kids in the back laughing because the imam is at their house praying the wrong way, in the wrong direction. Then I, I got it and they, someone said it's the other way and I moved in Salat. So you can move your direction in Salat as long as you're, you've done your research for it. But when I found that, number one, that was interesting. It happened right away. The Qibla was changed in Salah. Salat al-Asr or Salat al-Dhuhr. That was the um, um, opinion. One of the things that Mufti Sabi paid attention, why was the Qibla changed? If you focus on it, قَدْ نَرَى تَقَلُّبَ وَجْهِكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ We saw Muhammad Sallallahu he would look up in the heavens all the time waiting for Allah to give a command. When, when, when can the Qibla change? When can the when when Allah tell me go back to Mecca? The Prophet's heart was attached to the Kaaba. Of course, Bitul Maqdis is significant. That's its value. The like Imam Shafi says, "Inni la mushtaqun ila ardi Gaza." You teach poetry, right? If I say Urdu poetry, you have to follow up with Urdu, uh, Urdu poetry, okay? Inni la mushtaqun ila ardi Gaza, wa in khanani baad al tafarruq katmanu. Sakallahu ardan lo dafirtu bi turbiha. I would use it as an eyeliner. Such a blessed land. But the Prophet ﷺ is ordered to change. But what was the sentiments that Allah understood of the Prophet ﷺ? We know that we're changing the direction to keep you happy. Think about it. Why are we so attached to Bayt al-Maqdis? People from Pakistan, India, from Chechnya, Muslims from China, Muslims from Turkey, Muslims from America. Why are we so attached to Palestine? Not because anything else. The olives are great. You know, the, the fruits might be great. But the reality is this Ard al-Muqaddas. So there was this attachment of sacredness to the law of Mecca. And the Prophet was attached to that. And Tardaha. And what I find what I find very interesting is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would do everything to accommodate the Prophet and make him happy. Move this up. Like, you're my brother. I want to make you happy all the time. Of course, within the boundaries of Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you find in the Quran over and over, he was just pleasing the Prophet. If you want us to change the qibla, tardaha, we're doing this for you to make you happy. Allah, I, that part, tardaha, really touches me because there was a special relationship with Allah and the Prophet. Yeah, that's a great point because, again, I, I, I mean, you're just you're stealing my words, man. So you let me let me say a few words because you know, you you have all the light in front of your face. I'm sitting in my in-laws' house. I mean, in-laws. I got this. I just wanted to do one iftar with them, and I'm gone for the whole month. Is that, is that what happens when you go to your in-laws? All the lights taken away. What happens? All the take away. I'm in the basement, locked up right now. Are you one of those uh, son-in-laws that's really obedient when you go to the in-laws, and then you go home, and you become the lion again? What happens? In-laws get you. No, no, no. I made, I made, I made chai for them, man. I do everything for them. Mashallah. I love them. <laughs> so what you're saying is beautiful. The first page lays out the entire, the entire juice, right? And it also gives us the foundation of. All the ahkam of Allah. So they say, what is ilm? What is ilm? You know, if you, there's many definitions of ilm. Ilm is to know what hukum of Allah, what command of Allah is directed towards you at every single situation of your life. That's ilm. To understand that, right? And amal is to be able to practice upon that command of Allah or that sunnah of the Prophet in any situation, whether you're in it's sadness, someone just passed away in your family, whether it's the height of joy. Every single situation, right? So, but 
in this juz, Allah, right at the beginning, He says, look, I made you change your qibla, they all change your qibla. This was a test. Alright, what happens after that? Since you did it, what Allah tells us right away, why He even made them change the qibla? It's because His Habib, وسلم, who was just following whatever every single command, waiting all the Sahaba left for Hijrah, but He waited and waited and waited. To every single every single thing that he, that was told to him, he followed to the T. Allah says, You did that for me, I will do I'll, I will give you until you're pleased. Right? So similarly with us, there will be a time where you know that giving sadqa might be difficult. Praying might be difficult. Like right now, this is important because change happens unexpectedly. That's another subtle meaning from this, because in the middle of salah, that to change. Oh, you have to adapt. Adapt right away. It's Allah said, "Do it now." It's unexpected, but they did it. So Allah says, "In this, Allah is telling us through these ayat that the way to if if you practice upon the commands of Allah, you are not you're in ahsantum ahsantum li anfusikum. The first beneficiary of doing good is yourself, because Allah. Right after this this ayah, what does Allah say? He says, "Wama kan Allahu liyadiyya imanakum." Allah will mm. not waste. Allah will never waste. People start you know thinking, what, you, know what, you, know what, you know what happens, right? The yeah. the Kitab or the Sufaha, whoever it were, they started to say, whoa, they prayed so many months towards Baytul Maqdis, Allah is all destroyed. You know, what, what was the point? Allah said, no. No, it doesn't uh -huh. go to waste. It doesn't go yep. to waste. So it, it tells you that, look, if you did something with the right intention, even if you didn't know how to do it correctly, and you did it with the right intention. Allah will not waste those. Allah will not waste those deeds of yours. For example, a parent, he he or she makes a sacrifice, sends their child to to become hafid. They study for four or five years, doesn't become hafid. Allah will not waste their efforts, right? It, it's, this is a, it's a sacrifice that you put. So now Allah is saying that why? He said this is this is the foundation of obeying the commands of Allah. And Allah right at the beginning tells us the fruits of it as well. What's the first condition of obeying the commands of Allah? We have to understand them. Sami'na, we hear them, right? The second one is immediately obey them. And the result of that obeying Allah is Allah will then, whatever we want in our life, Allah will make us happy with. Allah will, Allah will, Allah will give us a pleasant life in this world. And this is what we hear from, you know how you brought up the ayah about how Allah talks to the Prophet and he says, until we did this, that's something that will make you happy. So that's why it's a great, Great uh, motivation for all of us right now that we make our sacrifice knowing that the first one who's going to benefit from our sacrifice is ourselves, our family, and our children. And Allah will not waste our deeds. And the in the foundation for this for the entire ahkam of Deen is to just listen to the command of Allah, obey them, and then we will see the fruits of it. So Mufti that's sir, that's no. the beginning of it. Mufti sir, uh, I, there's a there's a verse uh, one uh, one sixty five and Surah Baqarah commands of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Are fulfilled by loving Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala speaks about that. Like you know, like a lot of times you try to rational, rationalize things. So like when you love your parents, you don't say why. Like why? Tell, why are you telling me? Why now? Right, Muftisab? Yeah. So it's loving Allah, loving Islam, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala speaks about this in this in Surah. I'm gonna read it today. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ الْأَنْدَادِينَ يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ Subhanallah. Those who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they have love, they love Allah more than anything, more than cars, more than more than their spouse, more than their work. And if anything, they find that if a person is in business and they're told that this is gonna help their business, they're invest. They, they're so 
they're so in, engrossed into the success of that business. Similarly, when someone loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are ready to make the commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I find that love is the essence of fulfilling the ta'a of Allah subhanahu the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I find that comes, and then guess what happens, Mufti Sab? I really so I'll, I'll, along those lines, right, like, that's good you brought that up because I didn't even think about that. Like Allah Mekwal says, He says, Oh Allah, I'm not asking you for anything. You know how we specify what we ask Allah for? Like, mm-hmm. Allah, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. Make me a five times. Like, we even when we go for Hajj and Umrah, we say, Oh Allah, make me start praying five times salah. I want to pray taraweeh. Make me, you know, give me tawfiq to do this. Give me tawfiq. Allah Mekwal says, Oh Allah, I only ask you. To give me the pinnacle of loving you. I just want to love you. SubhanAllah. That's it. He said, look at my look at my simplicity. I'm not asking you for too much. Yo, Mufti Sab, just... you touch this, you're touching me, man. You're tantalizing me. Mufti Sab, listen, you know, can you imagine <laughs> everything that we're doing? It's just expression of love to Allah. Like if a not, if a yeah. person who love Allah looks at this, he thinks you're crazy. You see the girls wearing hijab, women wearing hijab. They're doing out of love Allah in the heat in summer. Women are wearing hijab. In the heat, we're fasting. Why are we doing this? People look at us. When you go for hajj, it's like the Majnoon Layla. Amurru ala diyari diyari layla Uqabbilu dal jidari wa dal jidar Wa ma hubbu diyar shagafna qalbi Walakin hubbu man sakana diyar It's like going around the Kaaba. People are like, what are you doing? Like it doesn't make sense. You're going around the Kaaba, you're sweating. You're doing it because you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're fasting, you're hungry because you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're leaving your bed to wake up at Fajr Salah, sacrifice your sleep at Isha Salah to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those who love Allah even more, they wake up early in the middle of the night. Correct? Yeah. There's that love and that fear. Why if I lose this? So I feel like everything, Hajj, Psalm, Zakah, someone who doesn't love Allah and Allah is telling him to give charity, like, man, this is a struggle. How yeah. easy is it for parents to give money to their children sometimes? They'll buy them a house. You know, they'll buy they'll buy them plots, plots. Literally, they, they invest in plots so for their children, just for their future. They love their children, right? So when we, I think everything that we have to do, Quran has to be with love. Salah, Siyam, Hajj, every command, Look at through the lens of love. If, I think that's that's what it is, Muftisab. You hit that poem, hit it on. No, it, it because look, we're talking about this whole chapter is talking about ahkam. Ahkam, you know, the commands of Allah. To follow yeah. the commands of Allah to the foundation is the love of Allah. It's the foundation. And and let's we only have a few minutes left over here. So that's why one of the du'as we should make is you know the dua the Allah Mahabib ilan iman wa zayinhu fi kulubina wa Oh Allah, make, make iman beloved to me. Allah mahabib iman. Make it beloved to me. If there's someone that can share that dua on the Facebook chat, on the YouTube chat, Allah mahabib iman. Beautiful dua. And that people can follow that dua. Beautiful dua. Yeah, I, I remember, I remember uh, if you remember when we were studying in our school back in the day, someone would come to our institution and would have a problem with certain commands of, of deen or certain sunnahs of the Prophet and our teacher would tell him, you know what? Don't tell this guy anything. He would write this du'a down for him and say, listen, your job is to recite this du'a after every salah. That's it. Recite this du'a with sincerity. And within a month's time, you'll see a transformation in his life. He would say, don't wow. talk to him. Don't. A person would come, he would not fall. He would not want to fall. He's like, I don't want to fall. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. He said, don't do anything. Just make him with this du'a. Oh Allah, make me love iman. 
and beautify beautify it for me because look a person who's like I love BMW M's so the BMW M class is beautified to me so every time I see an M5 every M5 M4 M3 I see it's like oh you know but then there's some people that Mercedes AMGs are beautified to them so now Audi. they don't Audi. Or Audi yeah so everyone now when you see that type of car it, it, it attracts you and you for me, I, uh, Burak, Burak. <laughs> so it, it moves you in a certain way because it's beautified, it's adorned to you. And you know what's interesting about that? This is an interesting thing. It's like the person who loved Michael, it's the worst debate to get into is like, who's better is the GOAT, Michael Jordan, LeBron. Now, if you already love MJ, you know, he's already taking that space in your heart. You can't, mm. you can't argue with this guy. He's, MJ's fade away, MJ's moves are beautified for that person. He sees beauty in that. And so maybe the other guy's like, oh, this is pretty normal. Imagine getting, getting this feeling and getting this in our heart where the ahkam of deen are beautified to us. Right? Where when we open the Quran, it's beautified to us. Imagine, we, nothing else would affect us in our life. Nothing else would move us in our life. That's why, um, you know, there's, there's going to be another discussion on this, on this topic later on. We're not going to tell you which juice, but later on talking about how love and priorities are put into place. There's an ayah dedicated for that. In another chapter of the Quran, but right now it's a foundation. Jazakallah khair. I know you 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 just enlightened us with this with the nur of this understanding of Quran. You, you do lack the lighting in the space in the room that you are, but your words and your and your insight of the Quran is literally lit, lit, lit up the house, lit up my heart. Jazakallah khair. Last question: How was your iftar first day fast? Were you able to make it through? Were any of your kids fast? Did they? Uh, how did it go? My Last, kids, my one one minute answer. Yeah, no, no, my, I mean, I was fasting in my in-law's house, so, I mean, I was just making dua all day that we get some food, because I can't, you know, make demands for what food I want to eat, so, alhamdulillah, oh. they understood, they didn't know bacon, alu, but they gave me some good food, so, alhamdulillah, they gave you water and dates, water and dates. <laughs> it was you good, know, you know, the kid, the kid, my house, Muftisab, Zakaria, right, he's not fasting, my, my younger son, who's six years old, Hassan is fasting, who's eight years old, Zakaria was the first one on the table, cloth. On the on Dastarkhan. When he came, when we came to break the fast, first one there, last one off the dinner table, as if he was fasting, and and we served those uh, Hassan who was fasting first. Man, this kid acted like he was fasting, and he just like he wasn't even fasting, but he's like my wife said he's like he's one of those guys who's not invited to a wedding, but eats goes to the line and gets first food. Like, All the food, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so alhamdulillah, but, it was it was a great day, great day, alhamdulillah. Everyone has a great fast. And everyone, Allah accepts all of our du'as during this month of Ramadan. And Allah makes the rest of the month and the fast of the month of Ramadan easy for us and accepts. Ameen, 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 ameen. Jazakallah khair, Muftisha. We're going to go for taraweeh. We'll see you tomorrow, inshallah, guys. Inshallah.